Chapter One of The Pirate Woman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. The Pirate Woman by Aylward Edward Dingle. Chapter One The Cave of Terrible Things. A great unrest brooded over mountain and forest. The blue Caribbean lay hushed and glaring, as if held in leash by a power greater than that which ordered its daily ebb and flow. Men moved or stood beneath the trees on the cliffside in attitudes of supreme awe or growing uneasiness, according to their kind. For among them were numbered Spaniard and Briton, Creole and Mulatto, Carib and Octoroon, with coal-black negroes enough to outnumber all the rest and it was upon these last that profound awe sat oppressively apart followed by a hundred furtive eyes dolores daughter of red jabez ranged back and forth before the mighty rock portals of the cave of terrible things like some magnificent tigress hedged with foes beyond those portals red jabez sultan of pirates arbiter of life and death over the motley community lay at grips with the grim spectre to whom he had consigned scores far more readily than he now yielded up his own red-stained soul red jabez was dying a death as hard as his lurid life had been beyond those rock portals none save jabez and milo the herculean abyssinian slave had ever passed dolores next in line was in ignorance as deep as her meanest slave concerning what lay beyond the great mass of rock which formed the door and which milo alone could move she knew as did every one that the great chamber of red jabez held some vast mystery she suspected as did the rest that it concealed wealth beyond dreams deep down in her soul she hoped that inviolate chamber held for her the means of emancipation but of this hope none knew save herself for queen of night though the white man called her sultana though she was named with fear and submission by the blacks though her power was second only to that of red jabez and barely less than his a canker gnawed at the heart of dolores the canker of a suspicion that her power was but a paltry power her freedom but a caged freedom somewhere beyond the great ocean that stretched away before her eyes lay a world she knew nothing of yet since her earliest childhood her keen mind had told her that the silk with which she was clothed the jewels that encrusted her dagger hilt the ships whose pillage had yielded up these things must come from lands far distant more desirable than the maroon country of jamaica more her ears attuned to the whisper or roar of the sea the sigh or shriek of the winds carried to her the mutterings of men long held in leash who now saw in their chieftain's death the realization of their own wild dreams of riches and release all these things told her that the great strange world beyond the sea-line was something for her to strive for not for the rebel who called her queen she paced back and forth a splendidly lithe glowing creature of beauty and passion every movement a grace each grace such as befitted a royal woman 
conscious of mental and physical perfection her hair surrounded her face and shoulders in a lustrous rippling cloud through which peeped the bare arm and breast stolen from the goddess of beauty her tunic of quilted chinese silk hung from one shoulder by a strap fashioned from the ribbon of the star of persia and fastened by the star her strong slender waist was girdled with a heavy gold cord that supported a long thin dagger no toy in a jewelled sheath the hem of her single garment rang with gold sequins to the movement of her smoothly muscular knees her high arched feet were protected from thorns and shells by sandals of red leather as the moments passed and no sign came from within the cave dolores restrained her impatience with increasing difficulty the men scattered around were not of such stuff they felt the impending crisis settle heavily upon them and white and black alike drew together for the comfort of close touch from time to time a hardier spirit uttered his thoughts aloud yet always with a glance of uncertainty toward dolores they had reason to glance that way for every man had tasted of the queen's justice which rarely erred on the side of mildness many of them had experienced her terrible competence to carry out a sentence in person of them all not one but knew that in dolores he owned as queen a woman who need yield nothing of prowess to any man her knife was as swift her round wrist as strong her blazing violet-black eyes as sure as any among them not a man could ever forget the offending slave whom she had thrashed with her own hands disdaining assistance until the wretch tore loose and fled screaming to the cliff to pitch headlong into the shark-infested sea nor could they forget her unhesitating dive and terrific struggle to recover him and her completion of the interrupted punishment when she had brought him back yet the stress proved too great even in face of these memories and the tall powerful spaniard heavily earringed handsome with a sword brutal beauty delivered a scorching oath to the heavy air and exclaimed fiercely a curse on this babe's play must man stand here like whipped curs until a slave commands us to enter come who'll follow me past that door i'll know what lies behind this mummery if i choke it from old Chabes's withered neck as he dies the man stepped forward two paces glaring defiantly at dolores waiting for men to follow an uneasy shuffling of feet was his only answer for a moment then his eyes shifted with cooling ardour at sight of dolores for a breath after he had ceased speaking the girl stood like a splendid statue except for the glitter of her eyes and a slight quivering of her limbs it was as if she awaited some response then her face relaxed into a contemptuous smile and her crimson lips parted to reveal her even gleaming teeth she laughed a rippling little laugh like the tinkle of steel links and with a single gliding movement that permitted no avoidance she swept to within two feet of the now frightened ruffian yes yellow roof would choke words from a dying man she cried nothing that lives and can stand on two feet is in danger from such as he peace slavish dog she panted flinging out a gleaming hand and seizing him by one earring 
thus i mark curse that seek their food among the dead with the words dolores's right hand flashed upward knife armed and across ruth's cheek glared a crimson cross into his eyes leaped the fear of death now go she said imperiously pushing him away let no man forget that while the life is in red rabesse he holds thy lives in pawn when his spirit goes ye shall reckon with me ruth staggered away half incredulous that his punishment had fallen short of death his companions led him apart with many a backward glance of apprehension at the authoress of his discomfiture and a deep sullen muttering rippled through the crowd dolores resumed her solitary pacing without another thought for the hardy rascal she had so swiftly and effectively softened her eyes were ever bent toward the great rock her thoughts were centred on a vague mysterious instinct which whispered to her that with her first admission into that frowning cavern the mantle of fierce old red rebes would fall upon her and with it would come power that a tsar might envy a tsar's power indeed but with all of a tsar's cares and more for tsar never ruled over subjects like these a sudden hush fell upon the place the muttering ceased as if tongues were stricken stiff roof with his head now enwrapped in crossed bandages stared toward the great rock with a wavering expression in his smouldering eyes an expression that hovered between reluctant submission reawakened cupidity and dawning hope dolores stood motionless imperious in every line and feature her heavy eyelashes veiling the eagerness in her eyes her red lips curved in royal indifference the great rock was turning slowly yet with the flawless regularity of a mill-wheel the mass of stone was rolled upward and to one side it rested at last on a ledge balanced perfectly ready to fall again at the touch of a finger and in the aperture appeared the human agent of its opening milo the giant abyssinian guardian of the rock custodian of the cave of terrible things bone of contention for the jealous and terror of the strongest filled the entrance with his colossal frame and looked out with a calm dignity that made the whites cringe with hatred slowly with stately grace the giant advanced until he stood before dolores and in his coal-black eyes shone the light of limitless devotion he knelt kissed the sequins of her tunic's hem then with both hands pressed to his forehead he bowed his face to the earth at her feet rise milo said dolores gently and her breath caught painfully as she spoke she knew what the slave came for every man in that community of pirates wreckers escaped slaves and convicts knew as well as she all had awaited this moment knowing when it came that the mystery of the cave would be a mystery no longer to at least one of them all knew that the summons meant the passing of the old pirate who had brought them together ruled them with blood and iron and forced from them a homage none of them would render to his maker my sultana it is time said milo rising and waiting he needed to say no more lead me to my father then replied the girl and stepped after the giant with sure step and resolute face 
giving no heed to the renewed shuffling and congregation of her people nor to ruth who again stood out before the rest and addressed them in fierce tones dolores entered the great hewn rock doorway and in spite of her stout heart and steel will she thrilled in every fibre at the end of the frowning passage whose ruby lamps but accentuated the gloom and imparted to it an infernal glow lay the great chamber that only the chief might enter what would she find there her father yes and dying otherwise this summons had never come the death must be upon him now the fierce old sea-king had held his throne-room inviolate through many bouts with the grim reaper knowing his own strength to conquer but now he had called and dolores sought the unknown with a curiosity that beat down fear behind her a heavy thud echoed along the rocky walls and the outer light was cut off by the falling of the great stone in a moment milo stood beside her and taking her hand in his led her along the utterly invisible floor until she stood before a massive door her feet sank into the pile of heavy carpets her nostrils quivered to the delicate odours of burning spices at the top of the door a great jewelled lantern cast a rich yellow light down the panels and the girl gasped involuntarily at the sight revealed to her each panel was formed of scales that overlapped like a serpent's the scales were roughly hammered gold and silver richly chased and studded thickly with gems without any conjecture she knew them to be precious vessels that should have graced an altar split perhaps with a bloody cutlass and beaten out into irregular plates to gratify some grim humour of the terrible old corsair in the long ago neither hinges handle lock nor latch appeared on the surface apparently the door was solidly embedded in the mighty rock itself the giant laid a hand on the side of the door-frame and dolores waited with impatience for admission for all her schooled self-control her eyes glinted with astonishment when milo stood aside and bowed low saying enter my princess without a sound the massive door had vanished sliding up and out of sight in the dark recess of the roof leaving smooth steel-lined slots at sides and bottom that reflected the polish of scrupulous care dolores stifled her surprise and moved toward the heavy velvet hangings which still barred her way these two were swept aside with no visible effort and the girl stood on the threshold of the chamber of mystery end of chapter one